Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast about upcycling. It's Reclaimed Audio with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 58 for December 14th, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner. Still funny. It's always funny. Andrew Reed. And two brand new patrons at this shout-out level are Alley Cat Workshop, uh, who is Randall Denver. Let's get that. And, wow. <laughs> and Greg Mead. Do not get another one of those. Love it. Love it. <laughs> That's got to get a new line. It can't be exactly. the same line. And I only know two notes. Love We're it. done. Let's just let's just stop right here because that's going to be hard to beat. Thank this you. Good night. Thank you, Boston. Really good show. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Boston. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's not. It's not really a cottage town. <laughs> Come on, Spinal Tap. You got to know that one. I turned it up to eleven. So when, when I watched Spinal Tap, <laughs> I wasn't really necessarily conscious. So, but I remember it was really cool. It was Lenny, the guy. Oh, you were Lenny in Spinal Swinney, Tap, right? This yeah. podcast is court admissible, Bill, so I'd be careful what you say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Public exactly. record. So, uh, now that we're back from Boston a few days ago, what uh, what are we working on? Tim, what uh, what do you have on your bench? <clears throat> uh, what, do, what do I have on my bench? Hang on. <laughs> um, I'm working – I'm actually kind of a little bit busy this week. Uh, it's not a lot of um, – like customer work. I'm trying to catch up on some Christmas gifts and some things for family and friends. And so I'm working on this, uh, a wood coffee table. It's like a, basically a box that you can put stuff in. It's all reclaimed coffee wood. and this coffee table. And, uh, no, we are addicted time, are we? to the Boston accent. And in the pre-show, probably for about 45 minutes, we all talked with Boston accent. So not, not we all, I, I listened to Tim and Phil do it really, really well. And I just, I'm, I'm amazed said at we the, all. Uh, the talent. Oh, I see. Well, let's, I was. Let's exclude Bill. Let's, no, no, that's, I got it. I'm going to behave myself so well this podcast, you guys. Don't worry. You be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was born outside of Boston, and uh, my family's from there. Uh, for hundreds of years, my family goes back to Massachusetts, and and uh, but my parents moved to Connecticut when I was about five years old, so I lost the accent. But every time I go into like Boston or Rhode Island and, and start hanging out with those people, my accent starts coming back. And uh, and that's what happened to me there. But uh, but anyways, to move on. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm working on a coffee table. Uh, I have a, a I'm working on. I think by the time this airs, I, I'm gonna have this video out. I, I came up with this idea for um, push sticks for my table saw. Um, that uh, uh the because you know how you you use the push stick like I use the triangle shaped lens like the like the rest of uses and uh and so it's got the you know it's a triangle. You have the the tip you can use, but you know they they wear out. Um, you know, as, as you use them when you're cutting thin stuff to get cut up and stuff. And so I had this idea to kind of get a little more life out of, out of the push stick that, uh, I'll have that. The video is probably out now. You've probably already seen it and thumbs down it. So, and uh, what Twice. else? Uh, oh yeah. With two accounts. Yeah. yeah. I, I have, I've made yeah. a couple of push sticks. If you use carbon steel, they, they will never wear out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was, well, that was one of the ideas I had. Smart. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
and and uh yeah that's uh that's about it for me i guess right now how about you bill i am gearing up to um take some uh, uh some things that i acquired in boston and uh Start some lathe turning. Casey's going to start some lathe turning. We're going to discover how to make pens and start doing some Christmas presents. And I've got I've got what I think is an amazing, unique idea for the box. Um, and everybody's going to think I'm just so bright. I mean, way brighter. Like my mom used to think I was hella bright. She called me son. Brighter than that. It's hot call. Yeah, uh, in, in the in the post, I'll <laughs> add in some crickets. <laughs> And I, and I do want to give a quick shout out to Boston in general and to John, mm. Derek, and Nate. They offered, they, I spent some time talking with them and they said, um, anytime I'm in Boston and I have more time, they would love to show me around. Everybody I met there that was from there was amazing and awesome and nice. And, and, uh, just, I can't help myself. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to talk about Boston a lot. You guys, I'm sorry. All right. But it, Okay, well, let's let Phil, why don't you tell us what you're working on, and then we'll do a quick little All recap. Right. So, um, well, it's Christmas season upon us, so these Etsy orders are coming in like crazy, and uh, and I've now started to have to turn some away. I don't know, Bill's having a seizure right now, I don't know what he's doing. Anyways, I'll keep talking. Uh, I just knocked a soda on uh, my computer, so if I'm not here in a few minutes... Oh. Oh, no. Uh, all right. So, so what's the best thing to do when that happens? That, that might be my fault. Um, step one, don't do that. Step two, I guess, blot. I'm blotting. Oh, all right. Oh, is it right, Was it on the keyboard? Just a little bit. Only hardly like a couple swallows. Oh, okay. Oh, you'll be all right then. Yeah, just wipe it up real quick and then don't do that again. Are, are sparks mm. bad? I, you know, I lost a Mac that way when... Uh, not that I want to scare you, because this podcast just might abruptly end. Well, we can always just get Izzy to fill in. Yeah, yeah. But, on, uh, I have him on speed dial. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. Oh, here, just just dump the rest of the can. <laughs> no, I, I lost a laptop that way when Vance was like two years old, and he was, he was sitting on my lap, and uh, and I had my coffee cup next to the laptop, and, and he bumped it, and it was... You know, you know it's, it's funny. I, I'm sure we have some new listeners, scary. And, and I want to say, first of all, welcome. And don't be frightened. I, I suffer this abuse all the time. Oh, it is starting to go like this, huh? It's starting to flicker. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh-oh. Let's hurry up and get the podcast over with so he can get a new laptop. Goodbye. <laughs> Anyways, Boston's really a lot of fun. I'm doing a lot of Etsy orders now. Um, <laughs> no, so I've started, actually had to start turning away orders because I won't be able to get them out in time for Christmas. So that kind of sucks. And, um, and I'm... No, that's a good that's that's a good problem to have, though. I mean, that means you're in demand. That means your business is at its capacity. You know, I mean, unless if I mean, if you want to make it a business, which we might get into, you know, then you would find ways to make that happen or whatever. But or you learn for next year that maybe you could be more prepped. Yeah, maybe know, I could make some could. more of a standard size mm-hmm. or slightly bigger that would accommodate anything, and no one really noticed the difference. You well, yeah, if you pre, I mean, because like, like your step stools, for instance, you know, like you could have those. Pre-assembled, so now you know in in April when you got nothing going on in the shop, maybe you go in yeah. and, and prep a bunch. Those aren't really Christmassy though. Like it's mostly the whiskey. Well, boxes whatever you're. There, so that's the thing. But I, yeah. you're right. I should. But how many? I mean, how many sizes are for there? what for the whiskey boxes? The whiskey boxes. How it varies quite a bit because sometimes they'll want like um, room for two glasses, four glasses, three glasses. The whiskey box or the the bottles are can be short and fat, or they can be long and skinny, or any combination in between. Mm. 
but I could make them just big enough what? for anything. And I th- well, I think you and I are probably just going to have to go out and buy one bottle of each type of whiskey there is and just sit down and have a meeting. That's that's a fantastic, amazing <laughs> idea. We'll probably figure, your best. We'll figure this all <laughs> yeah. out. Phil, so yeah. at what point do you want me to give you an amazing idea for the next product? Because I heard you saying something about ears they're always open let me hear okay check this out and i'm not kidding because i just this came if to it's me a, a good idea ago. i will just beep this so that's fine I, okay seriously because i think you'll like it um you said one of the things that makes your whiskey boxes and the step stools kind of um and i'm inspired by this idea of being able to kind of customize it right mm-hmm. that's uh, this pen i'm telling you the pen boxes i'm going to make are going to be it's a, unique but tonight i was feeding danny and I've noticed that, you know what, you could make the step stool without the first step, cut a couple of holes, and you have a customizable um, raised dog dish. Yeah. You know what? I was going to make that actually for my in-laws have a dog, and I was going to start don't, getting don't into that. Don't say you've thought of that already. I did. You uh, could ask my wife. I'll give you her number. It's an original idea. Yeah. I have I have a locked video on YouTube somewhere of a dog dish I made like five or six years ago for a guy. And it was this big block of this like ridiculously expensive wood. It's this why it's, it was like just a video to show him. It was kind of when I was just forming the business yeah. and, and I had a couple customers that contacted me and I was hungry for customers. And so I had this like one customer and he wasn't really a reclaimed guy. And I was like, well, I'll do it. And then I ended up not because it just didn't feel right for my business. But so he, I had this block of like, like red mahogany wow. or some ridiculous piece of wood. And I mean, seriously, it was, and, and I, uh, and I routed out this, this, these holes that were specifically sized to these metal bowls for this guy's dog to raise them to the right okay. height. And then there were magnets inside the block. So, cause I guess this dog had a habit of knocking these bowls out and spilling stuff. So the bowls are magnetically inside the <laughs> so ridiculous. It's like $150, like dog. Oh dish. my God. That's kind of awesome though. And that's but, uh, not that far off regular retail price. So. Yeah, seriously. I was like, that doesn't sound that expensive. That's um, at least what I would charge. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was really it was just a block. It was a block of wood I got for like like thirty bucks, and you know, and then I the guy bought the dishes and he mailed them to me, and then I just cut holes so the dishes fit and put a couple of magnets, and it was like an hour's worth of work, you know. But but yeah, it was. I mean, it, you look at it, and it was like totally worth that. But I just think it's weird that someone would spend that much money on their God. People I, spend a I, ton I mean, of money on their dogs. You know how many? You know how many phone books like I've recycled this year. <laughs> Like, wouldn't that work just as good? <laughs> I don't know. You know, does it? Yeah. Well, if you stack, I, yeah, I could you, actually you, that'd be fun to do to put a hole in the phone book. Phone books up. That makes a big heavy mm-hmm. log you can make, and if you had a big enough lathe, you can turn it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get into uh, what. What you want to do? You want to do a little recap now of uh, Boston? Uh, yeah, let's let's do that. Get why, it out why don't of you the tell way. them what we did in Boston? By the way, Tim, what did we do there? Uh, me? Yeah, you. What did we do there? Well, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we don't want to alienate and exclude the people that, that couldn't be in us with Boston, but uh, there was a pod, our pod, you might have noticed last week's podcast was a live recording, and it was uh, thanks to the, the Making It podcast, Jimmy, Bob, and Dave, they put on this this shindig, where more than 200 people came to watch us record our podcast live. Uh, but was, So what was, it, I mean, that was exciting enough to meet all these people firsthand, but what was also exciting was that um, the three of us got to meet in person for the first that time. That very um, Surreal. Which was cool. And uh, and it was exciting for about 199 of the 210 people there to get hugged by Bill. Um, the other, <laughs> the, apparently, you missed a couple, so we'll have to rectify that in the future. Uh, it was it was a, a a great time. It was just a really uh, nice 
thing if to anybody's do. Anybody's interested? Uh, hashtag making it one hundred, and you will find lots and lots of pictures and blogs to kind of see what we're talking about. And and it, yeah, there's a lot of videos a bit coming out. Some people have shot some some footage there. I just want to make sure the reason why we're even recapping it all is because it, it, for me anyway, it was an extreme honor first and foremost to meet you two in person because I've met Jimmy, Bob, and Dave, Kyle, Toth. You know, big deal, but. Meeting you guys, <laughs> meeting you guys in person was an honor, and um, I'm I'm just I'm blown away being able no, to meet. meet you're you're meet welcome, guys. my man. You are welcome. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> mm. Yeah, absolutely. You you smelled better than I expected too. So surprisingly, well, that, that's surprisingly fresh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Casey came along on the trip, and uh, she made sure she's great. Was, yeah. Yeah, Casey's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she thinks you guys are top notch too. I don't get it. She's smarter than No, you know, she's very so. astute. Yeah, she's very sharp. Yeah. 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 But anyway, let me let me do a quick uh Phil, I'm gonna get this out of the way right now. Just I'm just gonna read a list. I wanna give a shout out to Top two hundred uh, people that you met there. The top two hundred people that I met there. <laughs> um we'll start with uh Richard and Tracy, Garage Guy Pens. Thank you so much, Richard. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that. They were gave awesome. Gave me a couple of turning gouges for the lathe uh, that he made. Some carbide uh, um, yeah. tipped, oh my gosh, things. Uh, Mark Christopher came in from Nova Atlanta or Scotia, Mavia, somewhere up by Phil, and he flew in. He gave me a pen. Yep. Um, Nailed yeah, it. Yeah, Matt, things Matt makes, gave me a bullet pen. Thank you, Matt. And then I got to meet. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean these people. And Vance. There's so much love and going on, and then we—I just got to meet for the first time for me anyway. I got to meet Daniel Harju, Gib Clark, Phineas, and Brad. I got to see and spend time with again. Uh, Trust and Timber was there. I got to meet I, I, all these people. I hugged by the way: Arthur, John, Berard, Ben, Ueta, and his sister Jesse. Got to meet them for the first time. Paul Jackman, uh, Kevin Miller. Thank you so much. He bought me. I had one drink while I was there that weekend, and I wasn't really going to drink. He bought me one, and I sipped it. And thank you for my first and only drink in Boston. And Andrew Setters was there. David Gagne. I mean, all I, I I can't remember how many. I just wanted to get it out of the way. Say, I love all of you. Everybody that I met. It was so overwhelming. It was amazing. And um, I, I, where do you go from that? You know what I'm saying? What a, what an amount of love. If our listenership is represented by this few people that we've met before i just i want to thank all of our listeners in general just because i just this podcast still blows me away it just still does thank you everybody i love you all um you know to to follow up on that i i obviously agree with everything that you just said and and concur and uh and i think it's uh i think it's pretty special yeah bill maybe we should put that phone on silent my man yeah i'm I'm glad that you have your your washing machine up but you know, you guys, Put the I phone swear on to stun. God, there's no pleasing you, is there? Well, let's pretend like we're doing something important right now. I just, I just like got an audio done recording. talking. I thought we were done with the important stuff. <laughs> I think, we, I think we've nailed the problem, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, uh, enough about me. Exactly. More about me. <laughs> oh, were you guys going to say something? Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, we've used up all the time. Yeah. No, but yeah. Um. Thank you, Bill, for for uh, addressing that. and everybody who Bill didn't list the the other four people you missed or whatever. Yeah. You know? cool, <laughs> so, yeah. No, but seriously, it, it was it, it is always special, and uh, and I'm glad, Phil. I know that was your first time getting to kind of come in 
and uh and do this this is my second time and bill's been to a couple maker fairs so he's experienced that a little bit already but this you know i'm glad that you got to experience that phil and everybody else that's listening that didn't we don't want you to feel excluded uh and we hope that you know you will find in in your communities and and look out for things that become convenient for you and it's not just podcast shindigs it's also you know these maker fairs entire maker community get out and and meet whatever whenever you get the chance to meet people in person do it because as amazing as you think they are on a podcast as, you know, like Phil and Tim, they're even 10 times more amazing in person. So, Well, seven and a half times more. But, <laughs> you know, that was one of the weirdest parts about the whole thing. Like, I'm just a regular person. You know, you guys are just regular people. But then we, we do this, like, hang out with people in real life and people you don't really know come up to you and, and just like, hey, how are you? Hey, Phil. And I'm like... Oh, hello. You know, it's like the tiniest, like, hint of what celebrity must be like. And it's just sort of weird. And then to go back home and nobody cares about me there. (laughs) (laughs) I have to, like, grease the sides of my head to walk through the door. (laughs) It's funny. You know what, though? It really brings home the fact that, like, when you have guys like Jimmy, Bob and Dave who are in some ways larger than life in our world. Um, but they're just regular people too. And they, they feel the same way. And I've heard that from them. Mm. You know, yeah. It's yeah. Like, I got to hang out with Bob a little bit, like the first night and we were sitting, we were talking and, uh, and we we're, each of us were on our phones at one point and I'm like, my phone was going like just crazy or whatever. And I just looked over at him. I'm like, my phone goes crazy all the time. Your phone must go insane. And he goes, Yep. He says, I have to turn off every possible notification for every possible app. Otherwise, like, the battery would just die. You know, like, he he has it, he Mm -hmm. he fetches his messages every so often and then, uh, like, batches them out. But otherwise, like, the phone would just be mental 24 7. And and yet, these guys still find the time to actually interact with us. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like, we were having a conversation about, like, 80s toys, which actually, it's funny because I've interacted with him a few times, and that's what we end up talking about. And then, like, two hours later, must have been midnight or something, he sends me a picture of it. He's like, I was talking about this one. And I was like, I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) It was a really obscure one, to be fair. I I look up the message now. It was like, man, man bots or something. What was it? Here. What? No. Oh, Mantech. <laughs> it was called Mantech. And it was like these little toys that snap together. And it's kind of like Centurions, if anybody knows that kind of thing. Wes Wayne probably knows what I'm talking about. A little after my time there, pal. Yeah, I know. Anyways, so all to all say, right. Bob, I just regular dude, do. awesome guy, <laughs> phones go crazy, is the gist of what I was saying. Yeah. I, I, I was, and I, I just, I, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, as, uh, as, leaving the, as leaving that night, because we had a flight early Sunday morning, so... Midnight, mm-hmm. we're starting to clear the restaurant, and uh, I wanted to make the rounds literally and try and hug everybody that was in there and just say goodbye to all these amazing people. And I got kind of to where Bob and his parents and David were um, in one corner, and I'm talking to some folks from Boston, and people were coming up to me asking for hugs, and it was just I'm just blown away. I'm just overwhelmed, seriously, that anybody, you know what I mean? And then from behind me, arms reach around me and give me this big old bear hug and i turned around and it was bob and he was just like hey man thanks for being here i know you got to leave blah 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 blah." and i says i almost started to cry i'm just like oh my god i can't <laughs> believe i was i was on the same in building that you stood in and Pachuto was the same way i went to go i gotta leave no you ain't go bill oh my god i'm just like dude 
you guys started it for me. And, and to me, YouTube was Tim Sway, Jimmy DeResta, Bob Claggett, David Petito, and Izzy Swan. That was all of YouTube because you guys are all the ones that interacted with me. And that blows me away. And you're all giants in my world. You know, I've met you now, Tim. It's a little different. Sorry, but. Uh, yeah. But anyway. <laughs> that, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was just it that, was just that a, happens a lot. I hear yeah, that all exactly. the time. So Boston, so all, all the stages, Boston was amazing. Awesome. I just had I had one other thing I wanted to add real quick about that because I, I meant to say it during when we recorded our podcast. We were rushed. It was live. I forgot. But so there was a there was a for the people that were there. There was a giveaway bag, and uh, and we, we we put like stickers and stuff in there. And so I made my stickers out of these scraps of uh, wood from a door skin because I've done that before. And but what I did this time was I didn't put any stickum on the back. I didn't use any two sided tape because what I thought would be fun to do was to give out two hundred of these things and see them get problem solved to to see how people would adhere them or to things. Just and already is carpet tape. Yeah, what are we talking about here? I, it was just it was another two hours. Yeah, of work. what are we? This <laughs> is this guy. He's too funny. Oh, I wanted to see how you'd no. figure out how to stick them to stuff. You mean with You're sticky welcome. stuff? No, but. It, but here's here's what's happening so far. So what? There's already been three uh, people have come out with their solutions. One was Tracy, who who made a Christmas ornament for her tree out of my Clever. sticker. Uh, one was uh, Kevin, who framed. He made this wooden frame out of reclaimed wood, and he actually has this thing framed and hanging on the wall of his shop. You know. And then our contest winner, who uh, Jeremy oh, Harmon, yeah. who won our our hangout. So and we'll Jeremy, we'll. We're not going to do it this week because we're recording weird, but we'll we'll get in touch with you and we'll do it uh, soon. And uh, Jeremy, he made a freaking belt buckle, <laughs> which is just awesome. And there's a video on his channel you should go check out. So that was like, I mean, there was part of it was like, oh, I could take another hour and put the sticky on this then. But I know like Bill Lutz, you put a magnet on yours. And so I was like, well, let me see what other people do. So I want to just throw that out there that that was, I really like... I think it'll be fun to see all these solutions that come up, you know, what people do Brilliant. with these. So I really would love it if you shared it with us at, you know, just like tag me or, or Reclaimed Audio Podcast or whatever. Yeah, awesome. I want to give one shout out. I normally don't do this, but uh, he's my new best friend and roommate for the weekend. Uh, ben Ayeda uh, opened up his, his home to me and let me uh, crash on his couch. Actually, it's a funny story because turns out that uh, Jesse also lives there and uh, I think she either volunteered or Ben kicked her out for the weekend because she slept at a friend's house so that I could stay with Ben. <laughs> so that was pretty funny um, and awesome and uh, it was just great to spend time with uh, with both of them. So thanks, guys. I appreciate that. And uh, let's move on to our topics because I guess we're going to do we're gonna do some questions, right? Some re- some questions that were left yeah. over from, uh, from Boston? Well, the idea was to read some listener questions that weren't going to be able to make it or just had any questions yeah. while we were there and we just didn't have the time. So... Okay, dibs. I got the first one right now. Uh, Diami Plotky asked a really, really great one. He he asked two really great ones, and we'll try to get to the second one. The first one was, how do you find the time? And it's kind of like open-ended that way, you know, for whatever it is that we're doing. And uh, I'm curious to see how you guys feel about that. I mean, Tim, you sort of have designated time, right? Because this is you do for a living. Stem cell research. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> is that, that, is that, that too that political explains, a topic for this podcast? No, it just explains be. the no, growth uh, on top of his nose, though. Yeah. What? I don't. I. <laughs> I. I just, I just thought it'd be funny. Like I was thinking about like stealing. I don't know time, because <laughs> that's the whole idea of stem cell research is you can add to your length of Answer life. Answer the question, right? Sway. 
steps on. No, well, yeah, no, I work. I have a, I, it's my job. So that's, you know, I think the question is more for you guys. Like, that's, yeah, that's my job. Yeah, that's true. You should stop uh, now. Um, anyways, back yeah. to me. Uh, how do I find the time? Hey, if anyone else is as big a nerd as I am, uh, I think it was the second Matrix movie. I, I, I don't think there is anybody else. Yeah, there might not be, but oh, maybe Wes and Josh and those guys nerdy. can, and, uh, and Sean know the answer to this. But in the second Matrix movie, uh, they encounter a character called the Merovingian, and he goes. He spouts off a whole bunch of nonsense. But one of the things that stuck with me, he says, "Is how can you ever have time if you don't make the time?" And that sort of like really, really stuck with me. And there's no such thing as like this this floating amount of time that you can just sort of like use at any given time. You have to actively make time to do things. And how much and time I, does that take, though? Not long. It doesn't take long to make the time. You just have to. I don't, I don't have time know, yeah, for that. But uh, I had somebody, I had a conversation with a, a coworker and, and she was saying, she's like, how do you have time to do all this? You know, like, how do you have all this in your head? Like, you go to work, you have your kids, you have your wife, you have, you know, the, the website that you just started, and your YouTube and podcast and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't do it all exactly at the same time. You know, it's done sequentially. It's much easier to keep track of it that way. And that's just sort of what it is on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis. You know, you make the time for whatever. Like today, I went to work. I came home, spent time with my kids, and now I have time for the podcast. And if we stop recording early enough, I will, you know, maybe get some some work done in the garage. So it's all, it's not like it's concurrent. It's all consecutive. So make the time, stick to it. But, you know, like the other night, I was exhausted. So I didn't. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Um, Yeah. You know, I just, you, you got to do what, what feels right for you, but. If you you got to make the time, it's an active process. It's not a passive thing, is what I'm trying to say. And and, Bill, and gotcha. I agree. I agree with that 100. percent Which is why on, we've had this discussion a few times that I haven't been able to commit myself fully to my channel yet and to pushing what I'm trying to do with this <clears throat> because I don't have or I'm not willing. This is what it is. Like everybody, you know, I don't have the opportunity. Well, you didn't make the opportunity. I'm not making the time to do this more to put more energy into it because a lot of my energy gets taken out of my regular job. Um, so yeah, finding the time I find very difficult and I'm, and I'm taking my time to learn how to do that slowly over the next couple of years, you know, so that's how I'm going to do it. But I have that luxury because my day job is going to be there. I can't go anywhere with that for you know a few more years till I retire and I'm going to learn how to incorporate this into my life. Um, old dogs, man, new tricks are hard to learn. Mm. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Do you want to do the other question that he had, or do you want to move on to something else? No. What else? Was it? What's the other question? The other question that Diami had was, oh, I just had it, oh, and it was such a good one. Um. Okay. Do another one, and I'll find it. Okay. Well, I'll pull one out while you're looking for that. I'm gonna go to um your neighbor there, Pat Lapierre. Perrier. Um. And Pat he, Laperrier. Uh, yeah, and he. Laperrier? What? Uh, Patrick uh, Laperrier. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Can you say Pat's name in a Boston accent? Pat Laperrier. Pat Laperrier. Pat Laperrier. Yeah, Pat. Yeah, Pat. Pat right. Oh, I found. Pat Laperrier. Pat Laperrier. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Jimmy's on that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Diami's other question, which I also thought was really good, which is why it's stuck. All right, sorry, Pat, you're waiting. Uh, yeah, he's back burner. Back of the line. Back burner. He's on back the back to burner. The um, how to find. 
How to find a market for what you want to make? Which oh, I thought was a yeah, great one. question. Um, yeah, that that's a fantastic question, and I really think this one's very sort of uh, pointed at you, Tim, because you've had a lot of experience with that. Mm. Or Bill, who has his finger up. Well, I could say I can only speak Go, to Bill. this um, in a part-time manner, and I've had to find stuff to make for the market that I live in. Um, because I haven't, I haven't really gotten into doing Etsy or, or the online thing other than Craigslist, but it's all been local. So one of, if you, if you want to start there, the easiest thing to do is go to some, go to some, uh, craft shows, go to some flea markets, go to some garage sale type things and see what's selling as far as, um, you know, the kind of art that you might do, whether you're making furniture or you're making balloon flower arrangements. I don't know. But I see what's going on around me and what people are into, and I try and, you know, the few times I've had to sell things is to make stuff for that in this area. You know, there's certain things that are hot in the Bay Area of California right now, and and if I was going to make a lot of things to sell, that's what I'd do, except for now I'm going to make a whole bunch of pens. Merry Christmas, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think anybody wants to buy what I want to (laughs) make. I don't think there's a market for it because... I, you know, I, I, what I want to make are some of like the, the crazier things I make on YouTube um, in order to make stuff for a living, which kind of goes into the next question we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah, you have to follow trends and see what's in and then find a way to find your voice in it. Um, you know, uh, Ben Yeda, uh, uh, you know, I think there, he's going to actually put out that recording of his speech that he made in Boston. One of the things he talked about that really struck a chord with me is he uh, when you're trying to find your voice in things was that um, there's there's uh, mutations on things that exist and then there's like incremental change and um, and really the more practical ways to find incremental change and I sort of understand that as like okay if everybody's making you know reclaimed wood tables with steel bases what's going to be your take on the reclaim you know how is it going to be yours what's going to make people want to buy your table um, and so that's a lot of my business is that but but actually I'm like the mutation guy I want to make the table where the legs are on top and the, and the, you know, the, the flat parts on the bottom. Like I, I want to do things different. Um, and that's, that's obviously difficult to find a market unless you bill yourself as an artist. And so you're doing performance art of, of some sort, or you find a, you know, a way to carve out a niche for you as a, you know, like on YouTube, for instance, which is what I've been trying to do lately because I see the potential to just make what I want to make, uh, on YouTube and to have the, the money not come from selling the product, but from selling the idea of the product or, you know, sharing the idea. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's like, it's, you, you need to do market research and, and figure it out. You know, if you want to sell a a viable product and you want to make products, I don't want to make products. I want to make ideas. And, uh, so I don't think I am the best guy to answer Mm. that. Well, in in some ways, because Phil, I think you can address it from the Etsy standpoint because you're fairly successful with that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you sort of the, maybe some of the digital boots on the ground advice. And that is, there's a website, and I've talked about it before, and it's called Marmalade, M-A-R-M-A-L-E-A-D.com. And basically, it's all the analytics of all the products that are being sold on Etsy. So if you want to see if the product that you want to make is popular, you just put it in there. So you could put in Whiskey Box, and you'd see, like, how many people are selling it, what, what price points are selling, what are the keywords that are being used to find it when it is being found? And uh, and that's a great way to see what's selling. And even if you don't want to sell on Etsy, at least you get to see sort of what the popularity of items are in any in like in the marketplace. So 
that's easier, although Etsy is much better for smaller items, more smaller shippable items. So if you're more yeah. of a like a big furniture maker, then that's not a great place to do that. But if you're a big furniture maker, I think you're going to end up finding your market local anyways. You don't really want to ship that stuff away. But uh, yeah, so for small, craftier items, Marmalade.com, great place to see what's what. And it's also a great place to sort of see if the thing that you want to make is oversaturated. Like I promise you, if you look up cutting boards... You know, there's going to be a lot of stuff on there, so don't, <laughs> don't get me going. A thousand dollar cutting board, Tim. That, I, anybody, if you want one, all give day, me a call. every so, day. Thousand dollar <laughs> cutting boards. No, I, I stop. They'd go up if I had to do them every day. Thousand bucks. Up. Um, I, no, they go up, man. It's quality of life. All right. You know? <laughs> I, I don't want to sand flat squares. I just don't. Like, Phil, <laughs> Phil, that was that was really cool because that tied all of this in, which is basically whether you're doing it local or online, you really need to know your market. Right. And, and there's and that, however you do that research to find that market, um, that's what you need to do is know your market. And that leads us leads us to our next question from from Patrick Lapierre. <laughs> who asked, you know, what's the best advice for someone to kickstart someone who wants to go full time as a maker? And it's all of this type of stuff. It's like you need to figure out what you do, what you do that makes you happy. And if there's a market for it, where that market is and how you can get into that market. And then you need to figure out if you can actually make a living at that. Um, you know, one of the things like uh, Dave Picciuto talked about in Boston, he talks about quite, quite openly uh, when he went into full time making as a more as a YouTube guy rather than a, a maker is that he sat down with his wife and they went through their expenses and their budgets and they figured out what they were spending money on and they figured out what they needed and what they didn't need. And that's a sound advice for anybody that wants to go into business on their own or go into some other line of work or have some career change, you know, midlife crisis, career change, whatever, you know, just figure out like, well, what is it that you need? What is it you really need to be happy? If you're spending all this money on all these things to fill this void in your life that you have because of the job that you're in, and you can lose all that because now you're going to spend your time at your job is going to fill the void. You know, you can actually make those changes and do that research. Well, I want to say something because um, I got a chance to spend some time with Bob's wife, Ginny, and she is just amazing. And, yeah, and something that, that Bob said in the, in the making a podcast was when he decided to go full time, you know, he said that he sort of overthought it, you know, like he's like, well, what if, you know, what if we do this and six months down the line, you know, it doesn't work out, then what do we do? And then Ginny looks over at him, she goes, well, then you just get another software job. You know, like, it was just so crystal clear and intuitive for her that like, if this doesn't work out, you know, take the chance. If it doesn't, you'll just get your job again, like, no harm, no foul. Whereas the person sitting in really the driver's seat of that sort of enterprise, which was Bob, for him, it's like cataclysmic if it doesn't work out. So, oh my God, what do I do if it doesn't work out? Well, then, you know what? Yeah. You took a shot. And I think that's great advice Absolutely. for everybody. Yeah, there's there's no black or white. It's all gray. You know, it's in, uh, and that's, I, I, you know, I'm the guy, like, I always call myself the, the fairy godmother of getting people to quit their jobs. Like, uh, there's like this whole line of people that come up to me, like, oh, should I quit? I did quit. Thank you for helping me quit. <laughs> like, because it's, we, we get so hung up in that and overthinking it like, like Bob was doing and stuff. And, and, uh, and you know what, it, it, if, if you know how to work, if you know how to work and you know how to like budget, you can do that. And it's not hard. I'm not smart. I just know how to work hard and I know how to keep working <laughs> and selling stuff and making sacrifices and you can do it and you can go out and absolutely do it. I think anybody can go out and do it. I really do. Um, I can't, I can't, but I can't it, believe I'm about ready to be the, 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 the practical one here. 
between all three of oh us. Oh my god. <laughs> that I just happen? want to say I disagree with you, Tim. You are smart. <laughs> <laughs> I went I didn't go to Harvard. Yeah, though. but you're smart. Like street smart. Look, look, here's something. Let's keep yeah. this in mind, boys. Oh, like, we can smart. We can smarting yourselves, and uh, all of okay, our listeners are running out the door making uh, phone calls to quit their jobs. Um, Bob, I know, didn't. Jimmy hasn't yet, and I know David didn't say one day, I'm going to quit my job and start making YouTube videos. What no, happened no, was no, no. Is they started to build, and they, they started to see some revenue success and what the possibilities were with YouTube and also these different revenue streams that they have, whether they're getting sponsors, whether that all started to build first. And then they sat down and had a discussion with their family, uh, whether you have kids or not, and, and you discuss all those things. And then you make that transition. I think maybe there are some people out there that would do that. It's just like, you know what? I, I don't have any responsibilities. Uh, Mom and dad are paying my rent. I'm going to just not work and I'm going to do this full time and jump into that. But a lot of us, it's like, well, we do have X amount of responsibilities to take care of my business my my business that I'm starting on YouTube is starting to grow I'm starting to see some return on that I've gotten a couple sponsors I've gotten X Y and Z I'm selling some stuff on Etsy that I'm making I've got all these little things now I'm gonna sit down and figure out okay can I can I make that jump and that's when I say that yeah maybe you should take that risk because if you're unhappy what you're doing at your day job but you know that you have a, a starting point absolutely but don't just say yeah you I quit I'm gonna right. make YouTube videos yeah, no, you're right. You can't just run off and join the circus. I mean, you need to you need to know how to well, walk actually, the tightrope first. You can first, just you know? do that, but but you can't just start. With this. <laughs> circus still small a thing. hands. Yeah. Smells like cabbage. Do that. <laughs> um, well, yeah, no, you, you're you're right. I mean, obviously, the the assumption I, I make when I when I say something like that is that you are doing the work and you are prepared. Either you have a nest egg, or that you're willing to to use, or you have established something. I mean, you're not just like uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to go tomorrow and become a motorcycle mechanic. Quit everything I'm doing and become a motorcycle mechanic. Right, exactly. I don't know anything exactly. about motorcycle. Me, you know, you got but you have to have the interest and you have to have the desire. And I always say that like talent is desire. And, and desire means that you're going to stay, if you're working your full-time job and you're, and you're putting another like fill is, you're putting the additional hours in on top to, to get better and to learn and to grow and to do something. That's your, that's your talent is that desire to, to keep going. And sometimes you get to that point where you're like, you know what? I need more of this. I want more of this. I want to lose that and do this. And so then you have that drive and you have that desire. Now you can go and do it. You know, and you and you know how. Or you, or yeah, you, but to just yeah, or to, you could just be like me and not really have any talent, but know how to hug really, really well. <laughs> you know what? I'm not for nothing, but uh, I have that Bill made for Phil and I, and maybe we could actually get a photo for the the, the picture of this episode or something. But Bill made these these lamps. They're like the uh, on air reminiscent yeah. of the. Uh, the on-air sign that you would have in a radio station, and it has the reclaimed audio thing. You plasma cut out of some metal, and you put it in this reclaimed wood box, and and it, it's a it's a complete joy to to hold that and look at that. And so that is talent, yeah. my friend. And, uh, and I actually I, found those at a garage sale. So what? That is, that is an incredible coincidence. I posted <laughs> right? mine on Instagram I mean, what right are the away. Odds? What are the odds? Yeah. No, I love it. I just <laughs> someone else had a podcast like so this. weird. <laughs> yeah, I have to find a much better place for it. Right now, it's just sitting on my workbench, and I, I just know. keep moving it around as I'm working on stuff. I was like, no. I know. I can't decide. I want it like I want it like hanging in my living room, you know. <laughs> and my wife was even like cool with that. And I have it down here now because I thought it'd be like it should be like yo, you turn it on while we're recording. But then only we get yeah, to enjoy it. And I think I'll put it into my You're shop, so it'd be on my videos. Stop it. 
stop at. It's probably going to end up in my shop. Maybe I'll make it part of it. It's definitely going to be in my shop. I just have to figure out how and where. I like it. It's cool. Yeah. All right, let's. Okay, let's, next. Uh, we want next. Pat Leperrier. We, we just, just did him. him. All right. All right. He's so forgettable. I mean, unforgettable. <laughs> okay. We love uh, you, Pat. Who? Um. All right. We're we're saving the other one you have for last. Yes. Yeah. All right. We're gonna have to keep moving then. So, uh, uh, Richard Martin, uh, Woody Woodseats. There. What's the best difference between the three of you, and the best similarity? Uh, apart from being makers, so what's the best? What what is it that we're, it's so different about us that that's awesome? Where to begin? I know. Pretty much uh, everything. No, well, yeah. we all really come from very different backgrounds. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that's what makes us so much alike because we're so different. Nope. <laughs> no. Mind. Yeah. Blown. Mind blown. <laughs> the, you know the synchronicity here is just is just like. Yeah. It's like an Apple iPhone when you plug it into your computer. It just syncs. <laughs> yep. Or, is where I was going with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you pour your soda on your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and then sparks. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think the, the, the best thing about the three of us being different is that you know, we all come uh, at a topic or at a question from a different point of view, and then it makes it really interesting. If we were all the same from the same background, mm. then there really wouldn't be... Went to the same college. Yeah, it just wouldn't you know. be a conversation. It would just be sort of like a yup, yup, yup kind of scenario, and that's not yep. really very interesting. So I think that's the best thing about us being different. Well, that's why I disagree with you both constantly, is to, to keep our listeners <laughs> interested. He's absolutely right about that. Yeah. That's why yeah, he does that's it. That's why we disagree yeah. with you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it is interesting how I mean we we are like in our our late our day jobs and our lives and our, our all these things that are so different, but it all brought us here, and that's what's really interesting is that how, how yeah how people can be from such different places and end up in the same place mm-hmm. and it's it's fascinating to me and and what's even more fascinating about it is that I know that all of the thousands of people listening to this are all coming from somewhere different and they're all right here with us. And, and I know what, and, I know uh, what the second part of that question is the answer to that, which includes all the thousands of that people. What, what is something that's mm-hmm. similar with us? That's not making. And I think it's passion. I think it's, we all have a passion for being creative and sharing. And mm-hmm. that's, that's the tie that knots the shoelace thing binder. I think, is there a position for poet laureate of the United States right now? Because I would like to yeah. throw your name into that hat. I thought yeah. you were saying, like, that's why we keep you on the podcast. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. No. <laughs> I think it's also that we're all three of us are really tied into the community and we just love the community aspect of this entire movement. I know, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I will anyway. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's about community and passion and making. Well, making, I mm. think, is a part of the passion in the community, but I think you can add gaming to that for people that are passionate about that and are in that community. You could add um, writing to that. You know, I mean, even accountants probably get together and, and have their own group in the community. I, I think our community is making, and we're all passionate about No, I don't think so. That. My brother-in-law is an accountant. They don't, they don't get together. <laughs> you don't know. You, there might be a secret club. You are not invited because you're not one of them. Uh, maybe seems dubious. They're pretty boring people. You know what's you know what's amazing right now? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. <laughs> no offense, any listen. Now you're the one offending listeners, that, not just that's me. Okay. And Bill. Sometimes you got to rattle Bill, the cage. 
I've called you. <laughs> I have called you the professor, the teacher. Your ability to—it's it, just easy to learn from you, and you just did it without even trying. Because you said that seems a little dubious, and I didn't realize that that word is actually the kind of roaches I feed my bearded dragons. They're called dubia roaches. So that must mean really? that they're dubious. I'm just still picturing some eyes wide shut like accountant get together. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't get it out of my head. This weird mathematical key party. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, they're all oh, wearing masks and they have these t- Texas Instruments yeah. calculators and I don't know. <laughs> the probability for sex tonight. percent. <laughs> <laughs> way higher than yeah, last year this is a logarithmic <laughs> right. curve um, uh, the, the train that we're on are we are we going to come back to uh, you know come on the rails because we just went off the rails a little bit here. yeah yeah i think we have i think we have one more question we wanted to try and get to in this yes podcast. The reason why i'm excited yeah, I about you it have is it. because it's going to bring this back around to what we are and it's a reclaimed question that i think people will find useful and i think we're all going to try and, and it's actually yeah it's actually got some some reason to be discussed. Yeah, it's, 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 so, it's, it's, go it's, ahead, it's, Phil. Read it, please. Audio gold, right oh, here. Me? It's gold, Jerry. Uh, yes. We'll do it in Boston. It's from uh, Stan Pierce. Sent this one into us. Okay, uh, it's, I'm pulling it up here. All right, that All right. guy he goes. Hey guys, I just acquired a new planer, and I'm rightfully concerned about running reclaimed lumber through with any possible embedded metal. I've seen metal detector wands as low as $39.99 at Harbor Freight to metal detector wands priced at over $275. Is there a metal detector wand that you either use or would recommend? What should I be looking for in purchasing one? Hope you three are enjoying Boston. Thanks, Dan. Yes. The answer is yes. Wow. That was a fantastic <laughs> job on the accent. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like blushing a little right now. <laughs> are you really, that, are you really uh, from uh, Canada? I mean, really? No. Actually, but anyways, uh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, the answer is yes. I don't. I don't use a wand. I just use neodymium magnets and and look it over a lot. But and still, and miss, still one, miss one, right? one here and there. But yeah. the planer that I use, like I I use it for reclaimed wood. So yeah, there are a couple of nicks in the blades, and I'll move them over if I have to. But for the most part, I expect that I'm going to have to do a little bit more finishing. And frankly, a lot of the times, like, what you're making is fairly rustic with Reclaimed. I hate that cliche, but it's true. It doesn't always need to be 100%, like, finished smooth out of the planer. What kind of planer do you have? I have, like, a 20-year-old uh, Delta. That, that explains a lot right now. Yeah. How much are the how much are the blades for it where you live? Oh, I don't know. I, I, it included, I bought it, like, used, and included was, like, two extra sets that I haven't even used yet. The the, pla- oh, the, the really? planer that Stan has is the 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 nice Dewalt, the big Dewalt one. It's the yeah, the seven thirty five. Still twelve inch though, right? Yeah, uh, no, it's thirteen. Inch. Yeah, yeah, it's thir- it's thirteen wow. inch. And so what's yeah. nice about that is um, the blades are double sided. So not only can you move them side to side, yeah. you can actually Mine flip too. them over. Yeah, they're not that expensive. They're about fifty bucks for a set. Um, that's pretty expensive. Yes yeah, but no, that's but- like two sets. Yeah, that that's that is like two. Well, so it's two five dollars. Two, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, yeah. so that part of it, but you don't need a metal detector. What I would advise you to get because you can also use it around the house, and this is what I use. Go to the blue or orange big box store and get a stud finder, the nice digital kind, and they actually oh. have a deep 
uh, like the one I have has what the, it's called the deep sensor, where it can actually like look for conduit and stuff behind the wall, also, and let you know. It, basically, it's just a really good stud finder, and it's a mini metal mini metal detector. They're probably about thirty bucks for a good one. Um, you can get a brand name like Fluke is a an electrical brand name. Um, but but what I'm saying is a is a stud finder. You can use it around the house anyway. And you can run it over your boards, and it'll beep, 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 beep. And some of them even have a little arrow that lights up and points to where the metal's at. So it's there you go. So it, finder. it's saying that it found current when it finds no, it's something? It, what it fi- most stud finders back in the day, what they looked for was nail heads. That's what, that's what would right. cause it to do its thing. Well, now it's actually looking for larger metal. So if it finds a piece of metal that's running... Uh, the deep, like mine on the deep sensor, what it's looking for is conduit back there. So it's looking for a larger range of metal somehow. So it's, I don't know if it's magnetic, if it's sonar, whatever the heck it is, but it will find, I guarantee you, use a stud finder on your lumber and you have magnets. magnets. Yeah. Yeah. How does, but I mean, a stud finder, like if you're running a stud finder across sheetrock and it's, you know, it's looking for a two by four. In essence, is what you want to find it's when you're looking, looking for, for a two by four. It's looking for a nail. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking for a two by four. But there's there's not nails in every square inch of this two by four. So if, I mean, if I'm running it like just I'm at like waist level and I'm running this thing across, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a nail. Sure, there's going to be one somewhere within 18 inches of that spot. It can sense that far north and south. Correct. So how, what's the average board you're thinking about? So it's 12 inches wide. So if you run that stud sensor just across that board a few times, nice and slow, and it starts... It's going to find. It's going to eliminate it's, the entire XY axis. You're just going to have Y axis is all you yeah, have to look so at. Wherever it, it starts beeping, wherever the heck it's at, start looking for a nail. You know? That's interesting. Yeah, here's the word dubious again. I'm not sure that's how the stud finder works. I think it looks for a change in density. It, it is uh, it is a little bit of, isn't it a little bit of, not sonar, I guess it is it's radar or something. It looks for a change in density. That's why you can set the depth. The ones that the ones that I've found that look for like elect, like electricity, maybe those are the ones, I think, there yeah, he goes. there he goes. But I think he's finding something a little yeah, bit better than what the average stud finder is. Yeah, because my stud finder, I don't think is so. Let's see what what yeah, you have. Yeah, what do you got there? It's a zircon. I can't stud read what's underneath it. Stud sensor E fifty is the one I have. Stud sensor E fifty. It has a switch for stud scan and deep scan. Okay, I've only ever seen button, stud scan. When, so when you push the button, it's actually got a digital readout that shows an arrow, and it's also got a laser light that lights up when it when it finds metal. So it is showing your up and down. So if you have a 12-inch piece of board and it's from a pallet, let's say it's six inches wide from a pallet, and it's six feet long, you take this thing and you run it across there. When it lights up, somewhere in the area of the tip of my stud sensor, I'm going to find a nail. It has worked for me time and time again. The magic of the elves right. inside the box, I'm not aware of how that works. That's Phil. You know how that works, or Tim. I just, I just, I just Googled how do stud finders okay. work. And the first, the, 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 the thing that Google highlighted it's, it's, is from April mag- of 2001. It's Magic Elves, isn't it? And it says Magic Elves. <laughs> no, it's April 2001, and it says, even though only commercial buildings use metal studs, so this is outdated, it's 15 years outdated, magnetic stud finders, which are still available, work with wooden studs too by locating the metal nails used to mount the wallboards or wooden lath. A newer type of stud finder works by detecting density changes in the wall. So the newer ones post April 2001 
may work by density changes, but the older ones were all magnetic. Yeah. Or this one does both. And so, so, so if you go to if you go to your box store and it, armed with this knowledge, you can find one that works magnetically. Yeah. Well, they're gonna they're now. Gonna, the question is: Is that cheaper than a metal detector? Wait. For forty bucks at Harbor Freight. Well, you so got you're going to buy a metal detector that you'll probably use just for that or a stud, stud thing that when your wife asks you or your husband asks you to hang up a picture, uh, you can go find a stud to do it. You know, it's funny so because... Well, I use, I use my knuckles for that. I just tap on the wall. I'll tell you what. I actually use... I'm a musician. I, I use a magnet and I find <laughs> I find the drywall screws. Which is the other option oh, yeah? that it was. So instead yeah. of just saying like, no, Bill, yeah. not your idea, mine, we'll say you know what you need? our ideas. All right. I know I what you need. Video a year ago. Mag- I know what you need. Magnetic block, Magnetic of, wood. block of wood. Magnetic block of wood. Magnetic block of wood. Magnetic block of wood. That's all you need. That is in <laughs> reference to uh, Tim's video, not that we are crazy. No, it's it's just because uh, <laughs> Tim's crazy. That's Tim's all. crazy. Magnetic block of wood. <laughs> doing yeah. my job. So man. anyway, <laughs> Stan, if, if there's any way, to, first of all, I want to say hi because Stan is local to me, and I met him. Um, he's super supportive and, and I personally am glad and I think I'm a better person for having gotten to meet him. So ha ha, both of you. Um, but Stan, to answer your question, um, um, do the best you can to try and find it. But if you nick a blade, it's not the end of the world. The, the blades on yours are reversible and you can also move them side to side once or twice to eliminate that little chip. In that That's it. Yeah, well, it's a, it's, I mean, it's a thing with reclaimed woodworking in general. Like, no matter how careful you are, you're going to eventually hit a nail. Like, I was just cutting wood the other day that I, I went, I denailed it, and there was, I don't know what happened. There was a bunch of bullets from the Civil War, and there's, I don't know, but I, I, running through, there's like 18 inches straight, just pop, 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 metal flying out at me and stuff. It's just a, like, and I was just like, I just put this blade on today. Like, why oh, is this so happening? Because that's when it happens, but that's why I don't spend a hundred bucks on well, a blade. It's kind of like the way you two have to deal with me. You never know what you're really going to get when you're, you know, the podcast starts. When I'm going to get a yeah. face full of shrapnel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lutz is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Uh, that was fun, boys. And Stan, again, thank you. Yeah. It was a good question. It, it brought us back to uh, the reclaimed topic in general for our podcast. So we hope that mm. uh, yeah, just be careful out there. Just, just be, <laughs> do your be best. Careful. And, be careful out there. <laughs> and if you guys, and, and Tim and Phil, if you guys, what? Just don't <laughs> laugh at me when I try and do Boston. <laughs> that is right. No, it's I, all I, about I it's like all about the out. effort. You know, you really gave it a good, a really good shot there. Um, I, learned, I, I said Derek right when I when I met him. I'm like, oh, your name's Derek. He's like, that's his exact Derek. Tremendous. Uh, let's get to what we're watching. Big league. Bill, what uh, what are you watching? You know what? Uh, because we're recording a little bit earlier, um, and it's a, we're a little caught off guard, um, I was listening to something today that I uh, discovered 30 years ago in a time of my life that was very chaotic, and it's some music, and the guy's name... I know it's kind of weird how huh? we usually pitch videos, but this time I'm gonna, the link I'm leaving is to a, a, a guy named Michael Hedges, and he plays guitar amazingly unique. Uh, he also plays a harp guitar, which I had never seen before. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's just amazing. So check out this video. Um, he also is one of the ones that we lost too soon because at the age of 43, 
Um, he was, he left this world in the car crash. It was kind of sad, but he's from my area, California. Um, but check it out. That's uh, just, it's amazing music. And if you, if you like just instrumental guitar type music and the guy's funny and he just check it out. The video is awesome. Michael Hedges, great music. To me. Um, I, I, I also wanted to go off topic a little bit. Uh, this week, and I just mentioned I, I might have mentioned it before. I'm not sure, but uh, my my buddy Mike Falzone, he has a YouTube channel. He's like one of these like kind of YouTube comedian guys, and he he does a lot of cool stuff. But he just put up a video this week uh, or last week, I guess, of um him doing some stand up. He's been doing more and more stand up lately, and uh and I watched it, and I you know I mean I I like stand up, and I like I like to be happy, <laughs> so I like comedians in general, and uh and 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 I love Mike. He's uh he's I've known him for a long time. He's, he's from Connecticut. He's out in LA now. And, and it was just like a real, really just a pleasurable 11 minutes of uh, laughing and enjoying this, whether, whether he's your friend or not, you'll probably enjoy it. It was pretty funny. So that's my, my buddy, Mike Falzone. Check him out. He's also a very talented musician. Awesome. What about um, you, Phil? I also wanted to talk about my buddy, uh, Ben, uh, I think you've heard of him. Ayeda homemade modern. Let's, Spags? Yeah. Oh, that's that's my best friend. I mean, it's different. <laughs> so you got your best friend, your buddy. By the way, I heard Jesse uh, when she was saying, "Hi, I'm Jesse," and it was Ueda. Ueda? Okay, Uetta. so I'm saying it wrong. Okay, so then yeah, I think your your best friend, buddy, pal, Ben. You're saying his name wrong. But go ahead. Well, no, he doesn't introduce him with his full again? name every time we see each other. It's just more like, "Hey, it's Ben." Whatever, or mo- hey, more, more than best, likely, it's best friend. Hey, it's me. You know, that's. So we leave each it's other funny because in Boston, I swear to God, just he came hey. up to me three times. He's like, Phil got my name wrong again. What is with this guy? He would never say that. He's a class so, act. Well, he, did, he didn't want to say anything to you. That's why he's a class act. You know, he's... I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Homemade it's Modern. Boston hospitality. Everybody's heard of it. Awesome channel. Watch it. And uh, and Jess. Hot Tub. Yeah, Hot Tub. And Jesse tub. also has so a channel. Cool. So watch Jesse's channel also. It's called, uh, I think, Jesse Makes or something. I Jessup Makes. I Jessup. I Jessup. That's her. That's her handle on Facebook. Yeah, I'm not sure you should have given that out. What? I don't it's know. It's local. It's not like a <laughs> private club. It's Facebook. There's like a gazillion people. That's exactly there. what it is. <laughs> right, anyway. <laughs> Anyways, if she has a problem with that, I guess I'll edit out the podcast. Her lawyers will be calling. Yeah, I guess you. That's so. Fine. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. All right. And uh, oh yeah. Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky and MakerTechReviews.com. Check it out. Let me know if you want to become a reviewer. Um, I do. I will. I promise. But it's just going to be a while. Okay. I'll hold my breath. I'm sorry. Uh, Bill, you have a, some kind of a website? Um, yeah. This guy, Justin Sparks. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's got a channel called Make, Build, Modify. And um, because of him, I have a website, WilliamLoose.com. So if you check out williamnews.com, you can see stuff about me. Tim? Timsway.net. Um, I think that our our page, our Reclaimed Audio page, still just says Google me. You could probably change that to just say timsway.net because I did update the page and everything's there. You got it. Although, I mean, like, you could Google me as well, but it just seems less professional. Done. I, I was just thinking it. about that. So I thought I'd bring it up here on air. Maybe Phil can get his best friend and ally, uh, Ben Uetta, to take care of that for him. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's pretty web savvy. I don't want to bug him with that. I'll take care yeah. of it myself. Yeah. Um, con- or Spags. Maybe Spags could take care of it. That guy is so busy with the move. Dude, we haven't Spags talked to him forever. He's, he's... Oh, my God. It's just, like, <laughs> so annoying. I was, I, was, I was talking with him earlier live. Um, me and, you know, 3,000 other people. You know, he, he, actually, yeah, he just called is... me while we were doing this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he no, he's a little busy right now. Actually, there's a picture of me and him together in yeah. Denver. I hate you guys. <laughs> Contact us for show topics, suggestions, uh, comments, feedback on our Boston accents by email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. Um, on iTunes, please leave us a review. Take the 30 seconds, leave us a review. It really, really helps. We read them all. And more importantly than anything, it really raises the profile of the podcast in iTunes search and helps more people find this podcast. And uh, I also want to say Patreon. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio is the best way to help support the podcast. We've had a tremendous amount of um, additional patrons uh, post-Boston, which has been really, really amazing. So I want to thank all of you guys. And uh, and the last thing I want to say is that I have a little uh, Amazon link on our website just the very top of the page, it's an affiliates link. So if you're going to buy something from Amazon, do it through our link, and we got a little kickback our way. And I'd like to point out one thing real quick. Um, we had a Q&A session. It was fun, but please don't ever hesitate. All of our listeners, you guys are rock and roll, and it's what making us be here. But if you have any questions, you can always email us anytime, and we'll try and talk about it on there. We'll use it for a topic or just I'll, I'll get back to you personally. You know, my best friend, yeah. famous people, but I will still talk to the little guy out there because I'm one of you. I'm just a little guy. I'm getting really dirty looks right now. Because, like, I, I don't know, what? like, it, you don't seem to have to look for the opportunities to throw us under the bus anymore. They just seem to present themselves. Yeah, You guys make it easy. I can yeah, see that. Yeah, I, I see that. Well, you're driving the bus, opening the door at the same time, you yeah. know. <laughs> hey, Tim, you know who wouldn't throw us under the bus? Who's oh, that? my really good friend, Izzy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. Do that. You know, Izzy. Yeah, he's a great yeah, driver. Super supportive. <laughs> I really missed Izzy in Boston. He, he was going to try and make it. And he wasn't yeah. able to. Was, he's a good hugger good, too. Great yeah. hugs. Yeah. He could do hugs. two hugs at the same time. He's so big. Yeah. Are you guys watching the clock here? Yeah, we're yeah we're oh. done. Gentlemen, have a great yeah. week. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Be good.